so um I just can't believe some of the stuff these Bitcoiners say with a straight face. Like, you know, and I thought that maybe some of them, you know, know it's a fraud and they're just going along with it. I'm sure there are some people out there that know it's a Ponzi. I pointed out one guy, uh, I forgot his name. I don't know his name. Oh, Cuppy, I think on Twitter that Zero Hedge likes to retweet his blog adventures and capitalism he knows he knows um you know, he had this tweet thread he knows that bitcoin's a scam and he knows it's a ponzi and he knows it's a trade uh but most people either don't admit that right because i mean this guy could be sued for fraud <laughs> he's admitting basically that he knows it's a fraud and a ponzi and yet he continues to trade it anyways uh not having any moral questions about that and you know i don't know i mean if if the feds aren't going to make the, all these Ponzi scheme cryptos illegal, um, then why the hell not? Why why should I be moral if no one else is going to be, right? And I get that you're moral and ethical for your own personal reasons. You know, you know, like you, you don't want to, like, say, so something isn't illegal, but yet it's not moral. Like maybe cheating on your spouse or something like that, right? And that's a case where you would definitely want to be moral even though technically nothing nothing you wouldn't be put in jail you wouldn't be criminally prosecuted now stuff would stuff bad stuff does happen to you if you do that i mean you could get a divorce you could you really harm a lot of people you harm possibly your own children if there's children in the marriage um you 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 break up friendships people have to decide who they want to be friends with so it's devastating to do that. And, um, even though, you know, there's no legal consequences, it's, it's a devastating event for your life. It's not a good decision to make. Right. So now, but, but what are the repercussions? What's the risk reward of, um, so the risk reward of, of infidelity in marriage is awful. I, I think that, uh, it's clear, clearly awful. Uh, and that's not a risk, right. That you should take, right. Morally it's, it's really bad, and there's lots of consequences that are are could, could come from it that are also really bad. Um, so, but if you weigh the risk reward of knowing that you're cheating someone financially, knowing that you are participating in a fraud, maybe you just want to maybe you just want to trade Bitcoin, but you know it's a fraud. I'm talking about people who understand what Bitcoin is, know it's a fraud, know it's a Ponzi scheme, and know that what any money they do make is going to just be taken from somebody else who, who doesn't understand the game and who happens to make a bad trade or who hodls it to the end. I really do struggle with this, this question. Um, if the feds aren't, no, I think, I think eventually some of these Bitcoiners are going to be prosecuted criminally and, you know, but it's impossible, of course, to prosecute all of them. It's impossible to claw back all of the potential gains that the people have made. You know, even if they haven't pumped it themselves, even if they've, they've participated in no fraud, all they've done is like just saw, saw this trend of Bitcoin, got in early and traded out and made millions of dollars. I don't know how you're going to claw back this money. I think it's virtually impossible, which... Um, you know, the Bernie Madoff scandal, I read, I read, I read about this and I read that this lawyer 
was able to claw back gains from people who participated in Bernie Madoff and who actually, you know, were, were winners, right? Because there were some winners of Bernie Madoff. Uh, not everybody lost. And so I did hear that, you know, these people basically had to give up some of their gains and, and it was redistributed to the losers. But this was a centralized system. And the beauty of Bitcoin, the beauty of Bitcoin is that it's not centralized. It's decentralized. So you, if you participate in this, this scheme, you're a, it's a lot easier to get away with it because there's, it's not just like a handful of people that are tied to one person and the feds can go after these people and the feds know pretty much who got paid out and who didn't, right? This is a, this is a new asset type where it, it's a digital token, right? That represents anybody can, can give it to anybody. There's no tracing, right? Now there is somewhat more tracing. I mean, there's because there's exchanges and these exchanges track people because the government wants to track flows of funds. And so eventually, you know, maybe all these people will be found out, but this would take a huge effort to go back all the way, you know, obviously all the way to, um, to the first few, few days. And maybe you probably can't get everybody. So let's just say that the manpower isn't there for now. And if you got away with this fraud, uh, if you got away with this fraud, you, um, uh, sorry, if you participated in this, this scheme and you, um, maybe you didn't know it was, it was, a, it was a Ponzi back then, right? Maybe it, cause it does take a while to understand what Bitcoin is. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, and I'll just comment that, that a lot of these Bitcoiners though, they like to talk about the Bitcoin journey. They like to talk about how, well, the more you, the more you get into it, the deeper the rabbit hole goes, <laughs> the deeper you get into this, the, 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 you know, well, the more you'll, you'll figure out, the more it'll be harder to understand. You, you're just, your mind will be blown. It, it's just so difficult to understand. And the further you go down, you know, the more you find out you don't know. And then like, but eventually they say it will click for you. Like eventually at some point it clicks for you and you accept Bitcoin into your heart and you believe it's going to go up and believe it's going to make you rich. Um, right. A bunch of BS, but, but, uh, but yeah, I struggle with this question. Like if you know it's a fraud, should you trade it? You know, there's a lots of things that people know are frauds, but if you don't yourself commit a fraud, your chances of being, um, having this money, then your gains taken from you at the end of the day is probably minimal because of the way this is structured. Uh, ideally, I think that ideally that none of the people who get rich in Bitcoin or any of these other crypto scams should be able to keep their wealth because it's not real capitalism. It's an, it's entirely based off of a fraud, but unfortunately it's too massive and you can really go, you can really only go after people that commit obvious fraud. These are the pumpers. These are the people in the market that, that are the thought leaders are the, the creators of the cryptocurrencies, right? That basically commit fraud too. They have to lie in some capacity about what this thing is and how, you know, the pumpy nature of it, where it's going, you know, going to a million or something. But uh, unless you can get them on that, you can't get somebody who just says, hey, look, this guy's pumping this coin up. I'm going to get in because I think it's a great trade and I'm going to make some money here. And then I'm just going to skedaddle and I'm not going to I'm not going to pump it. I'm not going to be the one that commits fraud, but I'm going to basically and I'm not going to pay anybody either to commit fraud. But I'm going to see what other people are doing in this fraudulent scheme. And I'm going to just um, participate on the side, like I'm just going to piggyback, right? This is the name of the last episode in Stranger Things, which is actually pretty bad. 
but um, they ruined it. They ruined volume one with volume two. <laughs> but it, but but they, um, yeah, the yeah, they're piggybacking on other people's fraud. Now that to, that to me, you shouldn't be able to keep gains if you're picking back off piggybacking off somebody else's fraud. But these people really believe their own bullshit. These people really believe, you know, some people really believe in Bitcoin. And talking to these people is like talking to a crazy person. Have you ever talked to anybody who really believes in Bitcoin? They all say the same stuff. They, they don't have any new arguments. You know, and I was listening to this Parker uh, interview the other day with Marty Bent. And even he basically says that Bitcoin is so great, it's valuable because it's scarce. And then I, I read another article maybe of his, and it just says it's because it's valuable because it's scarce. But there's a lot of things that are scarce and not valuable. You can't just have scarcity. Um, and I want to bring up another article that I read recently in this guy that I found a while back. But I, but he, I, re I, re I read a thread that he did on Twitter. I thought it was really, really good. A couple of them. Um, about the essence of Bitcoin and about how when people describe Bitcoin, they're talking about all of these these descriptions, these adjectives is how he used the phrase. And I agree. Um, I was debating with some, some guy, you know, on the internet about Bitcoin not being sound money. And, you know, he asked me, as I said, well, sound money is, you know, basically it comes from dropping a gold coin on, you know, and the sound that it makes, you could, you could tell it was real by the sound it made. And he said, no, 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 you're all, you're wrong. You know, sound money is all these five, you know, characteristics of sound money. And he said, well, Bitcoin has, you know, better sound money characteristics than gold. And so Bitcoin wins. But without even describing the essence of what Bitcoin was, he was just describing, oh, it's divisible, oh, it's portable, oh, it's fungible, it's blah, blah, blah. All these, you know, five different things that just describe it without even describing what, in fact, it is. And he was even denying the fact that the original term of sound money came from the fact that you could drop a coin, a gold coin, and that's where the term actually came from. He, he didn't even, at that point, just completely blew over his head. Um, but, you know, some of these Bitcoiners, they just, you know, most of them just parrot off other people's arguments uh, they don't, they don't think for themselves. They just parrot off this stuff. And they, but, but they actually do believe their own bullshit. They believe their own nonsense. Um, and it's just, it's just crazy stuff. Like Bitcoin is going to be the world reserve currency. Everyone's going to be using Bitcoin. I mean, just, just fantastically stupid shit. Like these Bitcoiners are off their rocker. You know, they're either off their rocker because they just believe so much. They want to get rich, right? They want to get rich. And they have to, they have to convince themselves to believe all this nonsense. There's, I think that, that the, the, I actually do think that there's smart money in Bitcoin that knows it's a fraud, knows it's a scam, uh, that they're just being very quiet because they want to, you know, if they, if they, if they talk about being a fraud and then like this one guy, I'm surprised he mentioned it. Um, he mentioned it was a fraud and he mentioned it was more of a trade, but he mentioned it was Ponzi. So that's a fraud. And he, he admitted to trading it. Well, you, you're, you're very much a target if you admit to knowing what Bitcoin is. And you're talking also about making gobs and gobs and, of money off of this thing. Like you're, you might, you know, be the first one targeted here, or you might be one of the ones that are targeted. Uh, maybe not for fraud yourself, but for participating in it. And they might claw back your winnings at some point. 
So the people that know it's a fraud don't don't let the the, the chicken out of the hen house. Right? They're not talking about it like I I'm talking about it here. They're not talking about it, right? Because they're not honest people. They just want to um, they really just want to advantage themselves off other people's backs. And I'd say that's morally um, pretty bad. That's ethically. Ethically, pretty pretty bad, right? These people don't have any morals, um, as far as that goes. Now, again, if something is not technically Bitcoin's not legal because it's technically a fraud and a scam. I'd say technically, if if you were if the government were to apply the law of the land, uh, you know, against um, against these these schemes, right? Because they're basically fraudulent. If the government were to actually apply the law like they should be, right? Because I believe in rule of law and I believe no nobody should be able to perpetrate a scam and get away with it. You know, if, you know, obviously we can't go after everybody, but Bitcoin is a pretty big thing now. It's scammed a lot of people and I think it definitely should be on their radar. Uh, why it's not, they're either in on it, they don't understand it, um, or they're p- bought and paid for, you know, in my opinion. So, so it's all, it's something's going on here where I think some people know what's going on. I mean, it's difficult to understand because of all the bullshit these Bitcoiners talk about it. And because there's a lot of people that believe in it. And, you know, if I were in government, I would want more people to come come to their senses uh, through a market crash anyways. I think the government is just waiting for this thing to crash on its own. Because I think if you take away their precious Bitcoin and they, they before it crashes, before... You know, while the pirate party is still going on, uh, they're going to be mad at you. They're going to be mad. They're not going to be running to you. Like you want people to be hurt by Bitcoin. You want people to have been lost everything. You want people to, to hate the pumpers. You really want these people to hate these the Bitcoin community. And you only achieve that um, after Bitcoin's crash. And I think there's smart politicians out there, uh, not Loomis, right, and <laughs> not Ted Cruz, that know that Bitcoin is a scam, a scheme, a scam. Uh, well, Ted Cruz might know it's a scam, but he's still playing to the to his to his base here. Uh, but Loomis definitely doesn't. She's stupid. <laughs> uh, she doesn't know. Uh, but she. Uh, but but some of these po- rich politicians and smart politicians or just strategists, they know it's a scam. They don't want to be the bad guy. They want the market to be the bad guy. They want because they Bitcoin eventually collapses anyways. It may have a few more pumps and cycles or whatever. Maybe, maybe, maybe going over 69K, maybe not going over 69K, but I'm sure it can be pumped again. It's pumped in the past. Uh, it tends to pump whenever there's cheap money, low interest rates, and there's high speculation. Um, so if we have a deep, deep, dark depression, economic depression, I doubt Bitcoin will pump because who's going to be there to buy it? People that lost money in the last crash? No, they're not coming back to Bitcoin. People that haven't gotten to Bitcoin before, perhaps if they see the price going back up, but who, again, who's buying this? Like, who's going to be buying this stuff? Uh, there's there's hardly anyone left to buy it. Like, yeah, the, the Fed could print a bunch of money, but that money's going to be going towards people trying to buy basic necessities. As I've talked about before, everything's going to be inflating. Everything's going to get more expensive. People are going to be poor. There's going to be an economic, like, depression that we have. Uh, when everything, you know, eventually collapses and the printing doesn't actually stimulate anything. It just ex- exacerbates the, the theft from the wealth generators 
to the people who are getting the newly printed dollars. Um, because anytime you have newly printed dollars that aren't, that aren't like a commodity, that aren't backed by anything, um, that, that is basically a theft. When you, when you get these newly printed dollars, um, first you get to spend them in the market and, and you're basically committing theft. You're, you're, you're stealing from, uh, the pile of wealth from the wealth generators. And that's exactly what happens when the Fed prints. And that's exactly what happens also when you print Bitcoin. Bitcoin isn't anything. It's not anything useful. It's not a commodity money. And these Bitcoiners fail, fail economics 101. They, they don't, they don't get this, right? And I get it. You've made your whole career about Bitcoin. You're all in on Bitcoin. You have to basically uh, ignore the truth. You have, you can't, you can't objectively look for the truth like I can, right? Because Bitcoin is your whole identity. But if you were to be honest with yourself and you were to say, look, Bitcoin isn't anything. It's not a commodity. It's not useful. It's just like a dollar being printed out of thin air. Bitcoins are printed out of thin air. It doesn't matter that you have to go do some bullshit energy expenditure to get this reward. That doesn't tie itself to the commodity because the energy isn't stored. It's not transferred into Bitcoin. Uh, It's just wasted. It's just this activity that you do you know, jumping jacks or whatever to go get these, some, get yourself some Bitcoin. Bitcoin is not a commodity. So whenever there's newly issued Bitcoin into the, into the market, right? Every 10, 10, 10 minutes, there's a new block. There's a new Bitcoin reward. This Bitcoin, right? gets gets into the miners hands. They eventually spend it. This is new issuance. It uh, lowers everyone else's purchasing power that currently has Bitcoin. And now you have, um, you have another thing that is created out of thin air just like dollars being created out of thin air, they can claim real resources based off the fact that Bitcoin currently has a trading price. It's not its value. It just has a trading price. And these new issued Bitcoin can, can just get this trading price and be spent on cars or houses or boats or whatever else is there in the real economy. Uh, energy producing things like, you know, uh, I don't know, um, natural resources, you know, um, exploration, oil exploration, whatever, oil production, you can buy anything because it has a trading price. But this doesn't give Bitcoin value. This price is just based off of whims of people. Um, but anyways, uh, the, the people that really believe, I don't really feel that bad for them because they're not really critical thinkers. They've been conned into this for sure. Some of them have, but you know, they refuse to listen to reason and evidence and logic. They just refuse to. They, they absolutely refuse to see it any other way. And they're just, I don't know how you can be a Bitcoiner and believe these crazy nonsensical things. I mean, you don't live in the real world. You don't, you don't have logic on your side. You're just, you're a fantasy bro living in some kind of game, you know, fantasy game. They tend to be futurist types. They tend to be super like utopia people, optimistic people. Um, and I, you know, these are the true believers. There's the people that really are the ones that are smart are not the true believers of Bitcoin. They're the ones that created Bitcoin, pumped it up and are using you hodlers right to dump on. These are the smart people. I wouldn't call them ethical. I'd call them not ethical, but these are the people who know what Bitcoin is and who are getting rich off of you hodlers and conning you. So maybe they're not doing the conning themselves. Maybe, you know, there's, there's the true believers that also are conning people. Uh, and maybe they just, they're so smart. They just basically 
um, somebody convinced a bunch of these hodlers that this thing was real and this thing was going to make them rich. And the smart, smart people in Bitcoin are dumping on these people. They're, they're selling to you and they're going to get rich and you're going to be left holding the bag.